Uh, I want to let you know that there is a golf outing coming up. So who's a golf person here? One, two, three. Hey, let's put a team together. If you know people outside the church here that would like to play, uh, let's, let's make some teams up and, and support this. Um, this is a well in Africa where they'd have no fresh water. I mean, it makes sense, right? You go and have fun. You pay a little extra. You get some meals. You get to hang out with good fellowship. And then you get to and play golf. Now, that all, that is, and that's not always fun. Who knows what I'm saying? You know, you hit a ball going, what? Where'd that come from? You know, you hit one good one all day long, and then you're going to play again. It's just a weird thing. But anyway, we're going to do this to help this, uh, this organization dig a well in Africa. So uh, let me know. If you can put together a team right back on that shelf back there, you'll find the brochure. Please do that, and let's make this thing happen. Um, God is good, isn't he? He is all the time. Who knows that? God is good all there it is, all the time. And sometimes we just need to refresh you, right? Well, I want today uh, go back to a, a, a clarity, a talk of clarity today. So can we do that? And, and again, this is an old, old... <laughs> well, I don't know if they carry them like this anymore. I mean, this is heavy. Can you imagine that the length, uh, if you were one of the cameramen and you had this on your shoulder, this big old camera, can you imagine how at the end of the day you're like, this, this is heavy. Now, who many, how many people know of this device, what's the most expensive part of it? Right here. And, and, and lenses, we know over the years, haven't really changed a whole lot, right? So this could be old and worth nothing. Matter of fact, it probably is worth nothing. And yet you have the lens that's worth everything. And we know that the Holy Spirit in our lives is kind of like that lens when we go into a situation and we need to be clear we need God's focus. We know the Holy Spirit lives in us. You know, as a believer, the Holy Spirit lives in us. Isn't that an awesome thing? <laughs> Isn't it great when that, when that Spirit speaks to us and it shows us what to do? It leads us into all truth. Isn't that wonderful that we face any situation at all that God's Spirit's right there saying, Hey, Jim, 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 listen. Listen to me. And he focuses it in. And you go, Oh, Lord, that's good. Let me make a right decision with this based on the truth right? Isn't it awesome that the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth? That means no matter what situation you face, no matter what it looks like, no how, how tragic it be, or even how awesome it is, the Holy Spirit can focus it right in and make that a milestone in your life. How many people have milestones? God has shown himself in those moments of clarity you say God thank you and then when you run into trouble you can always go back God thank you yesterday I know you're true I know you're with me and strength comes the joy of the Lord is my strength and so I'm so thankful God sent his Holy Spirit down to us that he gives us clarity gives us Moments of focus that we can say, I know what to do. Because you and I both know the battle's right here. And we get in situations that are overwhelming. This mind of ours tends to take it down a path that isn't healthy. Fear is there. It's waiting for you. It's knocking on your door. And anxiousness and worry. You know what I'm saying? And God says, please, do not be anxious in all things. But in everything, with prayer, petition, thanksgiving, make your request unto me. Come before me. If you do these three things, 
I will send a peace that goes all beyond all understanding. You won't even know why you were even peaceful. How many people have ever felt that peace in the midst of that storm? Prince of Peace. So we're going to go into something a little bit further because we know from last week we knew this. Peace comes from how we think. It's right here. The battle's right here. So how we think through a situation has everything to do whether it's peace of God's there. We know clarity comes from God's peace. And we know from the scripture in Philippians 4, 8, it says, think upon these things. If we, how many people made a list out? Last week, we talked about making a list out of those things that you're thankful for, those things that are lovely, commendable, honorable, true. Make a list. I'm telling you, if you are a person who is always seems to be fighting this worry and this anxiousness, you know who you are. Make a list out of those things that, just like this says in the scripture, if you do these things, we know that he will send a peace. Peace I leave you, peace I give you. Do this if you struggle with this. And be ready. If you don't struggle with this, be ready to be those comforters to those around you. We have got to fight this battle. And we've got to make sure that it's right, it's right here in all of us. Today I want to talk about the clarity is proved by how we speak. Clarity, God's clarity, his focus, his Holy Spirit is proved out by how we speak. You know what I'm saying? How many people have ever spoke out of turn? How many people said, well, based on what you're thinking about that moment, you just speak? How many people have done that? I see, see all your hands coming up right now. We do it. And then all of a sudden, we got a back step. <laughs> well, well I, I, I didn't really mean it like that. Anybody who's ever spoken of anger, let me see your hands. You're in church now, guys and girls. You can't lie. We all have done it. I can tell you putting in that hot water heater. I had, I had to bite my lip a few times. I, when I get, the home, I, I get this hot water heater, and it's not easy. It's heavy. I get it home, and Chase, my good friend, comes over. And he's actually, he comes walking over to me and says, can I help you with that? I thought, this is awesome. And then we carry this thing downstairs. And believe, other than an 1860 home, to get it downstairs is not easy. We get it down there. I unpack it. It's broken. Come on. Some of you are feeling my pain here. It's broken. And so I call up Home Depot. Hello. And I tell them that, you know, what I picked up was broken. And I, and I had to go one step further. This is why it's so frustrating. You see what I mean about God's peace? That's why I wear this necklace. And so I was at Home Depot. We opened it up there. The first one, and there's a thing on the bottom, this little drain thing. I thought, well, that was sad. Oh, I said, you'll have to install that once you get it home. Okay. That's the broken piece. So I was a little upset. But they brought a new one. Everything's cool. But I'm telling you, were, was I in right thinking handling this situation? Has anybody ever handled things wrong? When you all of a sudden, in your anger or your hurt or your emotion takes over and all of a sudden the mouth starts to speak and it's not anything worthy of God it's not even close to those things that are pure and those things you should be thinking about I suggest you make a list and you'll notice that when you make the list it's already here we just have to take the time to think upon them and all of a sudden, that peace, boy, I tell you, peace of God makes us right make choices. The peace of God guards this mind. And all of a sudden, we say, I know what I need to do. I don't know where that wisdom came from. Oh, God, I know it was you because 
I would have reacted just like this. When my tooth starts right out of my mouth, where was my mind? How are we going to deal with this? Let me tell you this. It's proved about how we speak. Ephesians 4, 22 to 24. Lay aside the old self. Lay aside the old self. There's something we have to do, which is being corrupted in accordance to its lust of deceit. Anybody believe there's something like that going on inside of you? Am I the only one raising my hand today? I'm the only one. Lord, I'm the only one on stage. Does anybody know that that goes on inside of you? It is a war. Paul talks about the flesh and the spirit. It's at war every day. You must die, what? To the flesh and live, what? According to the spirit. We are at war every single day. If you don't feel that tension, I don't know where you are as a Christian. Come on. Lay aside the old self. The old self is mine. The heart has been trans. It's new. But mine is still a little messed up. Right? And as you walk and you're like, did I even think that? What, what, am, I, what am I thinking that for? Past experiences, you can't just let them go, right? It's just lay, self, lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance to the lust of deceit, and that you being renewed in the spirit of your mind. Ooh, there it is. And put on the new self. Okay, you've got to throw something off, and you need to put something on. Nobody wants to walk out of the house naked. Put on your new self in which in the likeness of God has been what? Created. It has been created for you. That's good news. God has created a new self for you. And all you got to do is put it on. You got to take something off first. (laughs) Lay aside, put on. Okay. Likeness of God. Created in righteousness and holiness of what? The truth. There it is, God's word. If you don't read it, you don't absorb it, and you don't know God's truth, how do you even know it is what he's saying? Right now, in your word, in the Bible, read it. It is for you. It's eating it. You have to know the truth. The spirit of God leads you into all truth. If you don't know the truth is, then how can the spirit lead you to it? I've had someone come to me and says, you know what? I'm so excited. I've been praying for a new job, and this new job, unfortunately, the new job's going to take me out of Sunday morning church. But I know it's, I've been praying for it. What is the spirit truth telling you? What is the truth of God telling you? What does the spirit lead you into all truth? Are you sure that it's an advancement of God? Man, we have got to be careful. If something's taken out of your ministry, maybe you're a small group leader, and you, you love what you're doing, all of a sudden something happens that week, a storm comes, and man, we're not going to be able to do this anymore, and you know, it's okay, we'll get through this. And before you know it, you're walking right out of God's calling. He's called every one of his people. If you're born again, he has called you. And so, man, it's right here. All of a sudden, circumstances, clarity is gone. You don't even really see it for what it is. You don't even know how to fight it. You're not speaking to mountains, and you're not, you're not, you're not cursing at fig trees, and And you're not rebuking winds. And all of a sudden that storm has got you. See, Satan can't stop salvation, can he? He can't stop you from giving your life to Christ. He cannot stop you 
from accepting the Lord. As a matter of fact, 2,000 demons in a man tried, couldn't stop a man from going into Jesus' feet. Not 2,000 demons, not even a legion. What's your name? I'm the legion. At Jesus' feet, he is set free, came back to his right mind. Isn't that good news? See, God wants us in right mind. And often we are clouded. Often all circumstances take us on a different trip. Man, he has got something created in righteousness and holiness. And it's in the truth. Man, learn God's word. Do not be dismayed. And oh, you've got to be in the midst of what he's telling you. Proven how we speak. Lust, the word dis, lust of deceit, if you didn't know this, is really deception and delusion. It's a false impression. It's made to deceive or cheat or motivate by guile and treachery. That should scare you. That's what's going on in us. That lusts of deceit. So, but there's a new self. <laughs> there's no, oh, you get to clothe yourself in it. Take time to get, lay aside and put on. We don't want to be a liar. Proved by how we speak, Ephesians 4.25 says, And therefore, laying aside falsehood or untruth or lies, speak the truth, each one of you, with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. It says, laying aside falsehood, there's something else we have to do. You know what? If you stay silent, you lie. Do you know that? If you're in the midst of someone who needs the truth and you say nothing, you lie to them. Lay aside falsehood. I don't know about you, but agreement is silence. And I think the church today, honestly, and I have to reflect my own life. Am I always walking and speaking God's truth? And I don't mean banging someone on the head. You need to get it right. You know, that's not what we do, right? Sorry, Earl, did I scare you? No. My tooth is still in. That's a good thing. We, we can't smash it on someone's head and you need to get your life right right now and there might be times to do that for someone who's a pharisee sure but i mean really just loving people is telling them the truth if someone needs jesus or needs guidance you got to tell them you got to be there and you got to share something you can't be too busy if you're too busy or you don't or you're listening and you don't say nothing you're in agreement with whatever's going on in their life you're I don't know, if Jesus tells us accountable to those who come to us and don't get anything from us, you are life. Remember, Jesus made it very clear to those disciples. He said, you must eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, and they're all going, what? It says, many, many, many left. And then he just sees this 12. And Jesus says, well, why aren't you also leaving and they looked right at Jesus and said, because you have what? Words of life. You are, you are words of life to somebody. And I mean, if we keep silent, they stay where they're at. And I don't, we, are, we have to take more responsibility for people around us. I really believe that. I think we need to lay aside falsehood. You know, the lies, we are lied to all the time. The world lies to us. 
Satan is the father of lies. He's good at lying. He gets people to lie. He keeps people silent, and we just get through life just barely. That's not the church. That's not what I know. No gate in hell will prevail against us. I, I'm thinking we're, we're a force to be reckoned with, you know, aren't we? And so I think we need to walk in, in, in confidence of God's word. We need to go to people and, and help them with God's word and truth and, and lay aside falsehood and, and these untruths and these lies. Lay, lay them aside. Don't even agree. Don't even agree with them. They're lies. Speak truth, each one of you, with his neighbor, those around us. We're responsible for this. Speak truth, each one of you, with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. To me, that's so, it's so crystal clear. It's proof of how we speak. It's be angry and yet do not sin. It goes on and says this and says, do not let the sun go down on your anger or do not give the devil a opportunity. So it tells us that even anger is going to amidst to this. You know, anger is a motivator. God didn't say anger is sin. He says what you do with anger is sin. And a lot of us are just mismanaging anger. Anger is going after the devil. It's going after those works of the evil one. God, it says Jesus came to what? Destroy the works of the devil. And so he has given us authority to walk and do this. Right? To walk and do this with his word. And so it says do, you can be angry at the what? The devil. It says our battle's not with flesh and blood. It's not with each other. Yet most of our arguments is with each other. Most of our complaints is with, with somebody. Get over that. Fight the devil. He's the one that stirs things up and he uses puppets. He finds your weakest link. And before you know it, I'm not thinking clearly, so I'm going to go ahead and speak. And well, I'm not going to think clearly. Let's speak back. And you're just, dum, dum, dum. arguments happen. Arguments are wrath. Do not let your anger lead you to sin in wrath. Wrath is arguments. You, God, I can't imagine Jesus up looking down at any person and think, if you belong to me, what are you arguing about? Don't let, your sun go, don't let the sun go down on your anger. So then get it right that day. Husbands and wives, if you're angry at each other and you go to sleep, the Bible says you can't do that. You don't wake up loving each other. Oh, do you? Oh, morning breath. I'll still kiss you because I remember last night you made me really mad and I wanted to beat you with a bat. But today, I want to give you a kiss. It doesn't work that way. You just get madder. Oh, I'm over this. I just don't need to see your face. <laughs> right? It didn't work. What if Jesus said this? He wants, to, he wants to serve God with all your heart, soul, mind. What if he says this, okay? I know what you want to do, and I'm going to test you first at home. So if I go and ask your wife how you're doing, young man, then I'll base my whole blessing upon that how many people here have been in a doghouse yeah honey i'd probably be in a doghouse a few days too wouldn't i let's do this men if you're willing to can we can we make a pact today can can anyone go to your spouse and ask him how you're doing hold you accountable would that be uncomfortable it means you're welcome to go to my wife anytime and ask her how I'm doing. How about you? Guys, are you willing to say okay? At any time, you can ask my wife how I'm doing. 
and I'll be held accountable for her response. Earl, thank you. We had, we had three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven. Okay. Oh, Ron goes, <laughs> I can do this. It's tough. It makes you think, doesn't it, really? Because you all know the toughest relationship in the world is the one at home. <laughs> Men at work, you say, ah, ah, and then you can go home and forget it. Home, you can't do that. You ever do that to your wife? It don't work. <laughs> she said, what are you doing? I'll slap you. <laughs> it don't work. What if our greatest ministry, God says, oh, okay, I want to take you here, Jim. I really want to take you to this. I want you, I want to do great things. I want you to do great things for me. But I'm going to first test you with your wife. If you can't pass this test, why would I take you here? So I'm holding myself accountable. If I want to do glorious things for Jesus, and I want to take this church to wherever God wants to take it, as a shepherd here, then hold me accountable. Ask my wife any time you want. And I'll be accountable to that. I'm willing to be transparent. Because I don't want to do church the same way every time. I don't want to do church just to do church. I don't want people gathering of your Sunday mornings to come here and feel the same way you leave as you come. I don't, I don't want that. I don't want to do church like that. I want to do church transformed. I want to be renewed, and I want to be transformed to do kingdom work. I want to beat the devil up. I'm sick of sickness. I'm tired of sick of what he tries to do all the time. I want to defeat him today. And the only way to do that is if my ministry at home is good. Then I'd be a liar to all of you. So I'm willing to put myself out there. I'm willing to say, you ask my wife anytime, if, she, if I'm not doing, and you all say, well, my wife doesn't always see things the way I do. I hear, I hear a lot about that. Honestly, let me just put it in right perspective. Maybe this will help you. Love your wives as Christ Jesus loved his church and gave his life for it. Anybody here thankful for God giving his life for you? Aren't you, God, aren't you so thankful that your sins are forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ? So any of those guys says, what you don't understand? Just read that and meditate on it just for a moment. Because it says, love her like Jesus loved his church. And what did Jesus do? Completely. No agenda. Took the whips on his back. Went to the cross. Didn't say a word. And you think you deserve something? Guys, are you willing to do that today? Can, you, can we ask your wives at any time? If we can make a pact here today, I guarantee this. If we can hold ourselves that type of accountability, you wait to see what God will do. He will take you and you will find yourself accountable to it in your home. And God will take you on a lift. He will lift in a whole family. Everybody will be lifted up. He will exalt you in your humility. He says he, as you humble yourself, he, he, God will exalt you. And I don't know about you. I want to be, I want, not that I want praise. I just want to do everything he has for me. I don't want to leave this earth until I know that I've accomplished everything he set before me. And if I can't do it at home, I'll never do it anywhere else. And so you have all my permission to ask my wife at any time how I am doing. And if she's down or she's got heaviness and she's got everything going on, she says, well, my husband's just, you know, he just hasn't been real attentive. Bring it to me. Just bring it to me. And don't be afraid. I'm asking you to do that. Because if I want God's best for my family and for this church, 
hold me accountable. I'm not going to give the devil an opportunity. He's under my feet. And that's where he'll stay, with your help. The Living Translation says it this way. Maybe a little easier for some to understand. Stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And do, it says, don't sin by letting your anger control you. It says, don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives footholds to the devil. And he doesn't deserve it. He has no authority. All authority has been given to Christ Jesus. He has zero. We'll remind you of that. You have zero. Christ Jesus has all authority, leaving the devil and his demons zero. Don't let him have a foothold in your life. Don't do it. And remember, silence can be lying. Let's pray today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your good word. We thank you, Lord, that even an accountability is difficult. And Lord, we thank you that by your spirit, you lead us in all truth. You do. You do. And I thank you so much for the spirit of God that's in me. And I thank you that he leads me. In those moments that I don't do things right, in those moments that I get angry and I don't understand, Father, may I listen. May I listen. And may I be a great husband and father. And Lord, I, I just put myself out there. You say to hold your brother accountable. It doesn't matter what position they're in. You hold your brother accountable. And I'm doing that today, Lord. I want to do my best for you. And I'm sure everybody else here wants to do their best for you. You will take us to great places. And the devil is under us. We will not give him any footholds. In Jesus' name, amen.